from the Western Riverside Council of Governments. I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CODcast. The California Association of Councils of Governments, also known as CALCOG, is comprised of 47 regional agencies across California, with the goal to create a collaborative space to have important policy discussions, share information, educate others, and encourage discussions of how to find new solutions for the problems of tomorrow. Today, joining us on the CODcast is Bill Higgins, Executive Director at CalCog, to share about this organization. So Bill, thank you so much for being here with us today. Can you um, start us off by sharing a little about yourself? Did you grow up in California? Yes, I am a sixth generation native Californian on my mom's side. (laughs) I was born in Fresno and I grew up in Fullerton. Until oh. I was 14. Okay. And then we moved away, but then I came back. Okay. Fullerton, so that's really close to here. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> over the hill. So where is your favorite place to vacation in California? I really like Monterey. Okay. And I like Yosemite. Okay. I, w- I went to Yosemite for the first time this past summer for a half marathon, and it was just beautiful. Uh, it is beautiful, so beautiful there. Last year, I just said the two places where we also have our annual conference <laughs> uh, the last two years. So, so far, I've managed to have our annual conference in the places where I like to be the most. <laughs> Since it's going to be in Riverside this year, does that mean that Riverside is one of your favorite places to be? It's fast. It's rising. Uh, it's it rising. Yes. <laughs> So what has been your professional journey before being named as CalCog's executive director? Um, Before I was at the CalCog, I was at the League of California Cities Mm -hmm. for about 11 years. There I worked at their Institute for Local Government, Mm -hmm. which was a nonprofit think tank. And I worked on land use and housing issues. Mm -hmm. And then I was their advocate for three years on housing and land use issues before I came to CalCog. I see. So and then how long have you been at CalCog? Um, the, I've been at CalCog since this is my ninth year. Mm-hmm. And we should just say because CalCog stands for the California Association of Councils of Governments. <laughs> It's a mouthful. (laughs) Well, that's a good transition into more of the discussion of today regarding CalCog. Um, So can you just start us off by sharing how you would describe CalCog to someone who knows nothing about it? Yes. Uh, We are the state association of regional agencies. Mm -hmm. Most of our regional agencies are involved in transportation planning in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like the Riverside County Transportation Commission or the Southern California Association of Governments. But we also have a number of general purpose councils of governments like Western Riverside COG and Coachella Valley Association of Governments. Mm-hmm. And we work on the issues at the state level that affect all those regions. And we also work on sharing information between our members. Mm -hmm. So when somebody comes up with a good idea, um, the next agency doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. So I I think my follow-up question to that would be, given the breadth of opportunities and maybe issues in California, how does CalCog even decide and prioritize what to work on and what not to work on? Well, we have to be really clear in our priorities. And interesting thing about CalCog is most of our members have a subgroup that Mm -hmm. they're also belong to. 
For example, there's the Southern California Leadership Group, which is a lot of the Southern California transportation interests. Mm-hmm. There's also self-help counties, which are those counties like Riverside that have their own sales tax measure. Mm-hmm. And so where we focus our attention is on the areas where there's the greatest consensus among the members uh, that there needs to be um, some work done. For example, uh, two years ago with the um, SB1 or the gas tax and the funding of infrastructure, Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time on that because it was of great interest Mm -hmm. to our members. Um, We also happen to be the only association that has the state's 18 metropolitan planning organizations Mm -hmm. like SCAG as a member Mm -hmm. who have a lot of responsibility for transportation and greenhouse gas planning. Mm -hmm. So because we are the only entity that represents all of them, we spend a lot of time on that as well. Okay. So just to clarify, like like you just mentioned, so SCAG is specifically um, tasked, if you will, to work on particular transportation initiatives Mm -hmm. and transportation kind of long-term planning. So is CalCog similar to that? Like, do they have a primary mission per se, or does it really depend on what members are interested in pursuing? It is. We're a statewide association, so we're governed by a board of directors. For Mm -hmm. example, Council Member Tisdale from Lake Elsinore Mm -hmm. is Western Riverside's representative on the CalCog board. And we pick what our priorities will be. But one of our priorities is just communicating at the state level of the value that Mm -hmm. councils of governments and other regional entities have. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of misunderstanding about what value is being added. Like for here at Western Riverside, um, you've had like the PACE program Mm -hmm. and the Street Lamps program and some of the work you're doing now on incubators Mm -hmm. that are really um, cutting edge and valuable And a lot of people in Sacramento don't understand that. Mm -hmm, Definitely. So you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but can you share in more detail some of the major initiatives or programs undertaken by CalCog? Well, one thing that we're facing right now is we're dealing with the repeal of the California waiver for fuel efficiency standards that Mm -hmm. the federal government is doing. Uh, That has a a significant impact on transportation projects and the conformity of those projects under the Clean Air Act. Mm -hmm. And we are the entity, I think, that has become the expert in Sacramento on it because Air Resources Board looks at the problem one way and the transportation agencies look at it in a slightly different way. But we have emerged as an entity, uh, and under the great work of Tanisha Taylor on my staff, um, who ha- understands how this could affect the delivery of transportation projects. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing a great deal to um, educate everybody about that. Now, that's not a goal that we set out at the beginning of the year that because we didn't know it would mm-hmm. exist. But when the problem arose, we reacted, Mm -hmm. and that's part of our our mission. But we also take on issues in the legislature that are um, important. For example, we worked really hard this year to help people understand that there was no, even though there was a big regional responsibility for housing Mm -hmm. in terms of the regional housing needs allocation, um, there was no funding for it. And this year, for the first time, we saw a, a 
budget allocation of $125 million going to regional agencies. Mm -hmm. And that's going to go to help a lot of local communities do even more work on housing to house more Californians. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So those were a couple of areas where we spent a great deal of focus in the last year. Mm -hmm. So apart from more of the legislative advocacy side of um, your efforts at CalCog, are there recurring programs that you guys have from year to year? There is. We, we do a lot of information sharing and capacity building as mm -hmm. well. Um, one is the annual regional leadership forum that I mentioned. By the way, it's going to be in Riverside on April 5th, 6th, and 7th. <laughs> and we encourage everybody to attend. Uh, the registration's open on our website, if you don't mind the plug. Um, but we do have a, I should say, we also have a big star coming, uh, Megan Rapino, the mm -hmm. uh, captain of the world's uh, Women's World Cup soccer team, will be one of the speakers. So we're excited about that. <laughs> but uh, getting back to the, the question and away from the plug, we, this, the reason why I'm in Riverside right now is we're having the second meeting of our second cohort of our regional, uh, our, we're calling it the Cal California Academy for Regional Leaders. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a program to train mi middle and up and coming um, staff at our agencies about how to lead better, how to work in the public forum better so that they're ready as uh, the silver tsunami mm -hmm. retires we have more staff that's ready to step in and, and keep on the good work that regions are doing. Mm -hmm. That's really encouraging. And I think that there is a lot of, there can be a focus more on the transition from um, college students to into the workforce, but it's really encouraging to hear that there are also efforts undertaken for mid to mid-level um, management to take the next steps um, into more executive positions. So that's awesome and a great idea. Um, so despite there being a lot done, as we just discussed, at and through CalCog. I anticipate that some of constituents maybe want less government and not more, and that regional agencies like CalCog and maybe just councils of governments in general um, are duplicative and unnecessary. Um, so how, how do you respond to these kinds of comments? Well, I say that effective regional government is essential to effective local control. Hmm. And I mean this because every city in Western Riverside or across California has problems that are transboundary problems. Mm -hmm. In other words, whether it's water running through from one city to another, or if it's traffic or whatever, or, or maybe it's coyotes, there is an issue where collaboration is necessary to solve a local problem. And if there isn't a venue for that local collaboration, then the state is likely to fill the vacuum. Hmm. So if we don't have these entities to solve our problems between neighbor cities, then I think we're not as strong uh, to make our decisions locally. Hmm. And I would add that I think that in California, regional government makes sense because if you take Riverside County, and mm -hmm. I looked this up before we got on there, <laughs> but Riverside County is has about the same land mass as the state of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And it has the same population as the state of New Mexico and 12 other states that get two votes in the United States Senate. Mm -hmm. So in California, I think regions make some sense mm -hmm. because 
the state is a very large state. And that's one of the things I am encouraged about this governor about Mm -hmm. is he repeatedly talks about how we are a state of regions Mm -hmm. and how, you know, what works in one region doesn't work the same way in the other region. I'm sure here you would know that what works in in the Bay Area, for example, might not work in downtown Ontario or Riverside. Mm -hmm. And this governor seems to recognize that, and I appreciate that principle. Mm -hmm. So kind of a follow-up question to that, I guess, is um, what do councils of governments in California do well? Um, And maybe what could they improve on, or what can they implement that they're not currently doing to better create this unity um, across the state? Well, interesting uh, that uh, council governments are different by region (laughs) because they have been formed in a bottoms-up process. So what the Bay Area cities ask of the Metropolitan Transportation Commission is different than what Southern California cities are asking from the Southern California Association of Governments. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one thing that we have done well is we have embraced a bottoms-up governance structure that recognizes the traditions in our cities. Mm. Um, I think one thing we haven't done well as a state is really thought about regions and regional entities as local instruments to serve local communities. Um, We often think of problems of whether it's a state problem Mm. or a local problem. And sometimes to apply the Goldilocks analysis, regions might be just right. Mm. And not always, but there are instances where I think that we could have regional decisions made in lieu of state decisions. For example, some of the funding uh, areas uh, like Affordable Housing Sustainable Communities Program, um, you know, we have the state of the fifth largest economy in the world deciding where a bicycle lane or an affordable (laughs) housing project might go. And I posit that that might not be the best role, (laughs) that more local um, decision-making might be better. (laughs) And if if local bodies were given some pretty strict guidelines about how to spend the money so it was spent in the way that the state wanted to see it, we would have better decision-making and better implementation of state programs (laughs) And I'm hoping that the state was moving to this kind of model. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really compelling idea that regional governments are more um, not this just right fit facilitators of promoting local control um, throughout cities and their different areas. I think that's really, really interesting. I'm kind of switching gears a little bit, but what is one accomplishment of CalCog that you are most proud of? Well, I'm really proud of the starting the Regional Leadership Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's an investment in our future. And when I talk about uh, talk to some of the members and they're applying the principles that they're learning in their everyday work life, I, I get really excited about that. Um, I think, though, that one of the things that we're just starting to do right now, and it's a project that we've launched in the last two months, is we're trying to tell better stories about what our members are doing. And if you went to our website, you'd see a lot of story tiles now about different projects that our members are doing to make their communities better. And it's fun. (laughs) Um, They're readable. 
Uh, but what I'm hope that we get out of that is we we tweak how people think about regions mm. so that they see us more as what we are, which is a partner to implement, whether it's with the state or locals or we're mm-hmm. building bridges. We're, we are a forum of consensus mm-hmm. and a place to have discussions. And a lot of times uh, we're a good choice to make have a policy decision. And sometimes we're not. And that's okay, too. <laughs> Um, because we're not trying to be more than what we are. Mm-hmm. A couple uh, months ago, I interviewed the director of public engagement at the uni- at Pepperdine University, and she was talking about community engagement and um, what some of like the core ideas and core principles, if you will, of effective community engagement. And one of the things that was most um, intriguing to me was this whole idea of closing the loop to communicate messages to the public of what's actually being done by these agencies that can seem almost abstract and difficult to understand. But if you have stories to be able to bounce back on, that is a much more relatable way to close the loop per se, especially in regards to local and regional government. That can be a little bit confusing for um, just people that understand. I know that it's sometimes confusing for myself. Mm -hmm. So um, looking forward, what do you see as some of the most pressing issues facing California that CalCog might have a role in addressing? Um, I think one of the biggest issues that we have, certainly climate change Mm -hmm. um, and how we address that and how we dress that in a way that is really a leadership way. And what I mean by that is we can hit our own goals and that won't do us a lot of good unless we have 50 other states doing the, mm-hmm. doing the same thing. So I think I continue to think that we need to solve this problem in a way that states like Nevada or New Mexico or even Oklahoma would want to follow. And, and so I try and keep that in our mind. It has to be a reasonable application. I also think that we have a really big infrastructure issue in our communities. Um, we are being asked at the state level to build different types of communities that might invoke different travel patterns. But I'm not sure that we've put up the money for the different sewer pipes and the schools and all the other community infrastructure that mm-hmm. would need to support that type of development. And and I think that those are two of the, the biggest issues that we're um, addressing. The final issue I might add, and this is one that might not be in the lane of all of my members, but it's certainly one that Western Riverside is starting to at least think about, and that's workforce training. Mm-hmm. And what does our future, um, and that, that again is what does our future community look like? I think one of the things that our, a lot of our members do that helps inform this view is the development of a 20-year regional transportation plan every four years. So every four years, our members are thinking about what does our community look like in 20 years? Mm-hmm. And what are we doing today to help create that and serve it and make it better? And when you have that constant look at the future, which is required by federal law, Mm. we're always trying to anticipate Mm. what is going to be, what our needs are. And that kind of forward-looking aspect helps us challenge some of the status quo today because Mm -hmm. we might see things that just can't exist tomorrow if we're going to have make the difference 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. Definitely. 
So can you um, talk a little bit about the Regions Rising initiative and also perhaps discuss how CalCOG and local councils of governments might have a role in this? I'm still trying to figure that out. And I think the Newsom administration is as well. The phrase Regions Rise Together first appeared in May in the press in a press enterprise article done by two senior staff members of the governor's uh, administrative staff. And they there they say we're a state of regions, but that what works in one region doesn't work in another. Mm-hmm. What works in the Bay Area isn't going to work in um, Riverside. So what hasn't become out of that yet is what exactly that means. Mm-hmm. Um, I and, and we're certainly willing to explore what that means. I think one thing that will come out of it will be a focus on, or at least maybe a better understanding of how a 20-year regional transportation plan like SCAG develops Mm -hmm. interrelates with the work that Western Riverside COG and the Inland Empire Economic Partnership is doing in terms of what that 20-year vision is. Mm -hmm. If the regional economic development strategy, for example, is to find a way to diversify the job base away from warehousing that might be at risk to automation, then how are you building a transportation network in your transportation plan over the course of the next 20 years Mm -hmm. to help make that happen? And that's an interesting bridge because sometimes those two worlds don't always talk to one another. And so I'm looking forward to that, how it um, is articulated in policy. So far, I think one element is the idea that um, With the housing policy money, where the governor's housing budget gave some of the planning money to regions to give out and assist local governments Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that would be consistent with regional planning, is is a nod in that direction that there is value at the regional denominator level to make some of these decisions. But I think the, the jury is still out about what Uh, regions rise together will turn out to be. Mm -hmm. I think it's still a win to echo your point that the governor has defined California even as a state of regions and to recognize that our diversity is a strength, but it can also be a weakness because we are so different from one region to the next. But I do think and I know that um, WRCOG is so appreciative of the leadership that CalCOG provides and just being able to create those collaborative platforms to discuss and work together in partnership. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to be on the CogCast. Do you have any final remarks before we sign off? This was just a great experience and I'm a <laughs> big fan. I've listened to everyone. Well, thank you so much. That is very kind of you. For more information on WRCOG and the COGCAST, please visit our website at www.wrcog.us.